1: Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.
0: And Cole gets another good
1: righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars, Nathan McKinnon, Colt J.T. Comfort, 877 goes now, Gabriel Landeskog, Collective Hugs, 29 and 92, see me by Grubauer! move over Picasso, this piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. (laughs) Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by the Green Solution. Don't normally do Saturday shows, but Tyson Jost doesn't normally score hat tricks on a Sega Baba. So here we are, ready to hype it up. Yes. yes. The Sega Baba. Yes. <laughs> It's a Sega
0: Baba, second half of a back to back, baby. It is It is a Sega Baba. We, <laughs> we are co-opting this. we are bringing this into the hockey world.
1: It's part of the deal now, especially when Joe's throws a hat trick on top of it. It has to be a Sega
0: Baba. so oh, there's no more of a Sega Baba than a Joe's Hattie.
1: <laughs> I mean, Look, I don't think you had any expectations going into this game. I know I had no idea what was going to happen. I figured the Avs could have gotten blown out pretty easily. And they came in and just handed Tampa their own behinds.
0: Yeah, you know, it was it was a good game through the first period. Yep. Uh, you know, they got the Avs got on the board first. Uh, Tampa Bay tied it late and pushed hard at the end. And outshot Colorado, what like twelve to six, and then second period all bets were off, and the abs. I mean, the abs went. <laughs> they went off, man. That that second line, Wilson and Jost and Confort. I'm sorry, the third line. I mean, it just went off. It was it was everything that you wanted to see out of that line all year. It just it all came together and it clicked absolutely when it needed to, and then the rest of the team. I mean, the top line struggled. Miko Rantanen looked completely lost, and he walks out of there with two points, and that's just the Avs right now. Yeah, straight up. I
1: mean, top to bottom, pretty much everyone on the team besides the top line was just on their game in this one. And, and to be honest, I mean, even Rantanen had just a, like,
0: stupid, filthy backhand, but mm-hmm. – yeah, I mean, that goal is, I mean, end-to-end, unass- as, as unassisted as unassisted gets. I mean, it's just special stuff.
1: It, right. It's, I don't even know where to start, because Tyson Jost had a hat trick. Pavel Fransos had a 43-save night that he made look routine. Nazem Kadri had a beautiful goal. <laughs> Ranton had a beautiful goal. Landis Gug had a classic tip-in. It was just perfect.
0: Yeah, I mean this was this was everything is working your way game. And Franco's uh forty-four saves actually.
1: Did they give him another one? Yeah beautiful.
0: 43 at even strength, one power play save. Got him. Got him on the power play. <laughs> <laughs> that one power play save. And hey, you know <laughs> you know what? All jokes aside, Av's uh perfect on the PK again. Perfect yep. on the PK against Tampa Bay, against Florida, uh, against uh, Pittsburgh, and Washington. That's Ovechkin, Crosby, Barkov, and then the entire Tampa roster. I
1: thought Ovies was on the power play, but it, regardless. It must have been like the last second. Yeah. And
0: even then, right. it, was the, it was the third goal of a 5-2 game.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't a relevant goal. And yeah. The Avs are just honestly firing. I I was pretty concerned at the end of that first period because the Avs did get the early goal from Jost and then Tampa in the second half of the first kind of clicked it on and was like, okay, it's time to play hockey.
0: Yeah. And the abs were getting blown away a bit, but it it definitely felt like, okay, well, the second there we'll see which team comes out in the second, kind of how this goes. Again, a no expectation game. And they they honestly played like they had nothing to lose. Yeah, straight up, because they didn't. Yeah, I mean, they they lose this game. Nobody had any expectations walking into it. They win this game. They set themselves up for a special October. Straight up. It's it's that big of a single game swing where you're just, oh, hey, we found two points we didn't think we were going to have. It sounds insane
1: to say, but... Making it through the month of October with a point in every game isn't that out of reach.
0: It's not. And we talked the other day about, you know, oh, hey, if St. Louis loses Saturday, the abs could put an early stranglehold on the Central Division. And guess who lost today? And, and St. Louis lost because for some reason they decided playing Jake Allen was the thing that, that needed to happen. And I mean it's a choice. And Nashville is currently getting waxed by uh uh by Arizona. So or I'm sorry, they're tied right now, going into the shootout with Florida. So Colorado's gonna have a healthy lead at the end of the day everything's coming up Tyson Jost house. Yeah. And I mean, like right now they've got 15 points. Uh, Nashville just picked up their ninth point. Uh, so, you know, depending on how that goes, maybe they end up with 10 points regardless. Uh, the abs are going to have a minimum of a five point lead going into Monday night's game against St. Louis, where they will have a six point lead over the blues. And, right. and I mean, if you, if they stretch that thing out to eight, like, And and I mean, you look at it right now; they're thirteen points ahead of Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota has two points, which, by the way, is just choice—a nice little cherry on top as Mm. a bonus. But it's how mint is that? (laughs) I'm not. It's still early enough. I'm not thinking about like this insane draft class. And how Minnesota might right. have to, might end up with Quentin Byfield? I'm not thinking about that.
1: Not dealing with Lafreniere for the
0: next 15 years. <laughs> okay, you know what? That would be so Minnesota. Yeah, honestly, to go ahead and do the Gabrick thing again, where you get the game breaking wing, but you still don't have a center to pair him with. <laughs> do it. Well, anyway, I- they are 13 points behind the Abs. Uh, with one whole game in hand. So best case scenario, they are 11 points behind the abs. Uh, that's a lot of ground to make up. That's pretty funny to me.
1: And this is clean, too. No one that's actually competing for playoff spots. I know it's too early, but all of those teams don't have any games in hand on the abs at all. Yeah. So.
0: It's not a scheduling thing here. The abs are just straight crushing fools. Right. I mean, you look at the the schedule that they played. Minnesota, obviously, the worst team that they've beaten. Yep. But Arizona, Calgary, both in playoffs. the playoff, both playoffs. Both in the playoff picture right now. Yep. What would be the playoff picture? Boston. Obviously, a contender. You know, Florida, Tampa Bay. Florida's iffy, but they're... They're such a talented team that Florida could beat anybody on any given night and it wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. And then obviously Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Right. Washington is tied for the top of their division. They're 5-2 two, and 2. And Pittsburgh, they didn't even really beat lose to Pittsburgh, they beat themselves. Very true. I I mean, they scored the game-winning goal in that yeah. game, so. They scored on themselves in overtime, so You know,
1: yeah, I mean, the Avs have 35 goals for and 21 goals against, and four of those goals against our own goals. So,
0: yeah, and they lead the NHL in, in goal differential,
1: they lead the NHL in just about everything at the moment,
0: they lead in points. Um, I think they're tied with Toronto for the most goals scored. Uh let me see if
1: they've up I don't know if they updated tonight's stuff for Toronto yet. It says 35 for the Avs and them, so looks like it. Yeah, they did. They lead they're tied for the league and league lead in wins with Edmonton. So
0: Yep, and I believe they have the league lead in rows. Yep. So all Probably. I'm doing here is we're looking at the standings or we're looking at the scores and we're saying, This is super awesome. That's literally the entire point of this podcast. This is awesome. They they blew out Tampa Bay today. Uh got the got the revenge. I told you the other day that that 7 to 1 win, a proud team is going to remember that. Yep. And they walked in there tonight and they were like suck it. Like we got we got your 7 <laughs> to 1 right here. And, and that's
1: uh, what's so awesome about this is They won the games they were supposed to. They beat Calgary. They beat Minnesota to start the season. Then they beat Boston. Then they pull the game out against Arizona. Then they smash Washington. Yeah, they take the L against Pittsburgh, but then they come back with a back-to-back of two wins. They're winning the games that they're – I don't want to say not supposed to, but that you're not expecting
0: them to. Right. And that's – when you're doing that, I mean, everything's gravy. Arguably, maybe the most impressive part of this is that, one, everybody's contributing – this is not top line or bust. Uh, everybody's getting in on the act, and two, they're winning in different ways. You know, they've they've blown a couple of teams out, Washington and now Tampa Bay. Uh, they've come from behind in against Florida and uh, and Pittsburgh. Honestly, they were they were down in the third period in that game, and they uh, they've they've gone into third periods tied with teams. You know, they they found their way to that Arizona win after going into the third period tied at zero. Yeah, there's,
1: there has been a little bit of <clears throat> this with leads at times, but they've only really truly given up one lead, and that was a one nothing one to Pittsburgh. And in a second half of a back-to-back against Tampa Bay, not only did they smash them in the second, they made the third look like a cakewalk.
0: Yeah, when it got to five two. Yeah. You thought, okay, as long as they don't give up another one within like two minutes. Like you're, you know, you're thinking, okay, just mathematically here, how, you know, how quickly could this happen? <clears throat> and they went out there and no problem. Like Tampa Bay was pouring it on in shots on goal, but they weren't you weren't ever feeling like Like Fransos was having to work really, really, really hard late in the game.
1: Right. I don't want to take any credit away from Fransos for 44 saves at all, but really
0: he made two, maybe three really great saves throughout the entire game. Oh man, in that first period, especially. Yep. He was huge in the first period to keep it tied and that when the Avs you know, put the put the put the screws to him in the second period. He just did his job from that point on. Don't let any softies that let them back into the game. And exactly. he did, he did just that. The one goal that they scored was a great goal. I don't know why Victor Hedman's playing in front of the net, but Yolo worked out for them. I mean, and, if he can tip the puck like that consistently, <laughs> right? No kidding, huh? And then three minutes later, Miko Rantanen makes it six two. And the last five minutes are purely for show.
1: Yeah, the last five minutes were just for Matt Calvert to get his second fight in, I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, 17 seconds left. Why Why is Victor Hedman picking a fight with Matt Calvert? Yeah, I, I don't get that one much at all, but hey,
1: whatever. And
0: that's, that's the thing. I mean, Matt Calvert, he is part of the heart and soul guys that they have imported who have changed that locker room. And uh, there was, I talked to a scout earlier this year uh, who said, you know, the, the one play that he took away, all the goals and all the everything, right? He said the one play that he took away from, from the game that night was two seconds left in a game uh, that, that the Avs were winning, that they had a multi-goal lead in, two seconds left and Mark Barbario was trying to block a shot. And he said, that's everything that tells you that tells you the culture of that room that tells you the accountability that's expected of those guys that tells you that those guys are, are as a, as tight in a team as you can get that they, they were, they are selling out for each other. No questions asked. And they don't care what the score is. They don't care what the situation is. They are there to play for each other. And that is the scariest thing that an NHL team can be is is bonded. You get that plus talented, and that's how you have special seasons. So, what's the ABS version of Gloria? Right. Well, so far this year, it's been staying alive. <laughs> and the Bee Gees—that's been their win song. There it is. It's I. I d- very different from "Win" by J Rock last year, uh, and then they had the uh, the Rough Rider anthem two years ago. Yeah. Someone got McKinnon off the MC job, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it ended up uh, as staying alive. Uh, I've asked a couple of guys, and they they have all deferred. They uh, they they all blame somebody else. So whoever it was doesn't want to fess up to it, but so far it's been staying alive. I can
1: get down with that. Kind of a strange song. Uh, kind of random. Certainly doesn't feel like staying alive when you are zero yeah, and one huh?
0: It does not. I mean, but hey, you know, if you're losing games, are you really living? Uh, fair point. Because fair point. I can tell you right now, the abs can't relate, baby. Hey, yo. I'm good. All right.
1: I got I got one last question for you. Than, all right, let's do this. Are the abs the deepest team in the NHL? Oh oh boy. That is a tough one. It is, but it's one that you can't just wave off either.
0: I I mean, right now. Just to just to look at numbers wise. Uh they have nine guys currently on a fifty point pace or better. That's pretty filthy. Yeah. So So that's a yes. I mean, it's not a no, at least. I mean, and then I'm sorry, that doesn't even count comfort. I should count comfort in that. So 10 guys, because he has, (laughs) he has four points in five games. Fair. The injury stuff kind of messes it up. Yeah. So, uh, and Wilson's on pace for a 40 point season. Um, Zadorov, Belmar, Gerard Nieto, All those guys are also on 30 plus. So 10 guys on 50 point bases right now. Obviously it's early, but I mean, it's early, but it's also eight
1: games. That's 10% of the season, right? It's not a nothing sample size anymore. And, like, obviously, Burkowski's not going to shoot 25% for the rest of the season.
0: Right. Well, and I mean, like, but, you look at the shooting percentages all the way down the team. Yeah. You know, Donskoya at 21, and Jost is now at 27. Rantanen's at 22. Uh, Kadri's at 19. Confer's at 14. Belmar's at 50.
1: I mean, so, Branch and, and Kadri and Belmar might be sustainable. <laughs> Belmar just doesn't shoot
0: anymore this right. year. Right.
1: He'll never take another shot.
0: So. uh, Boy, I don't know. I don't know about deepest, but uh, I think most confident, I would say yes.
1: All right. I-, I can live with that. The most confident team in the NHL yeah. you can get behind that. Yeah, We we got a title for this Hypecast now.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hypecast. That's I, what it is. Let's it, be real. I mean, it really is, man.
1: I, I got no negatives. Get out of here with all the hype. Tyson Jost, he's getting a C grade for me in this game because he is a center. Nice. And that's what we're ending it on. Thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you on Monday. <laughs>